0: You're listening to The Drifting Pretty Podcast, a podcast that inspires you to turn your dreams into achievable goals. Welcome to The Drifting Pretty Podcast, This is episode nine, and I'm your host, Drifting Pretty founder, Nadine Sue. It feels like we just began this season, but guys, this is our last regular episode before our season finale. We had a great time interviewing this gal in our last episode, and today she returns to the show as a co-host. We're welcoming back longtime Drifting Pretty member, mom of four, almost five, Kathy Tapia. And today's guest... Joined Drifting Pretty in 2006. She was shy, timid, and quiet. Over the years, she went from dead last place in our go-kart races to top three. This began her rise. She became involved in several organizations and discovered her passion for community organizing and volunteering. She went to nursing school and graduated as a licensed vocational nurse. Then, she pursued jiu-jitsu fighting. Woo! Let me tell you, she has been undefeated in the last two years and was awarded champion in her division, and she's working towards her black belt and aspires to open her own jujitsu academy. Wow, this girl. In recent years, she purchased a two-acre ranch and plans to turn it into an animal sanctuary when she retires. But don't let the badassery fool you. She has quite the knack for the domestic things in life, including decorating, reading books, and during quarantine, took up baking. We saved one of our most intriguing interviews for last with the darling Liz Medina. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. We have our crew from last episode, but things are a little different this time. And Liz, you're in the hot seat. Are you ready?
1: Yes, I'm ready. (laughs) Let's do this.
0: All right. Well, I'm ready to talk about holiday shopping because guess what? The holidays are almost here. And I don't know about you guys, but I have quite the long list of gifts to purchase, as many of our other listeners probably do as well. So we're going to go around the circle and give our holiday gift buying tips. So, ladies, where are your go to places for gifts? And do you have a method for navigating the shopping madness i see you nodding so liz i'm gonna call you out and you're gonna go first
1: okay well i love me some black friday shopping (laughs) like i look forward to this all year long but um i know that in the past few years retailers have gone to get their deals um online and so really, the last two years, I haven't been in store for any of that stuff, which thank goodness, because really, who needs that? And in this era, you know, it's probably not best to be around too many people. But um, everything online, all their um, doorbusters, everything online. There are coupons where I, you get DVDs for like five bucks or whatever, Blu-rays. And I mean, everything's online. I mean, that's the way to go. Agreed. So but my, yeah, my favorite places are Target, obviously. Um, and then... Amazon is good, too, but yeah. So those are your go-tos. Those Target are my go-tos. And Amazon on yeah. Black Friday. Yeah, and also, I mean, I mean, I try to do this, like, all year long. If I see a good deal, I don't wait till the holidays. I have a closet that's just, like, full of stuff that little things I'll get here and there and put them in the oh, closet and save them. Yeah.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Liz. No problem. I like that. All right, Kathy, how about you?
2: Ooh, um... Similar to Liz, I shop all year long. I have a long list. I have lots of nephews and (laughs) it's crazy. So I try to get the jump (laughs) on that as soon as I can. So if I see a good deal on something, I'll get it. I'll get it in July. I'll get it in February. (laughs) As long as I know it's not like, you know, something they'll have to return like clothes or shoes. Toys, I will just buy them and I'll put them in a room that Jesse likes to call my junk room. (laughs) <laughs> um, that's where it'll stay until december until i wrap it <laughs> do, you ha- do you like organize this room full of oh, yeah. like how do you keep track of all that so i have like a bin for like kids toys and then women's stuff same nice. and then the guy stuff is guys are i don't know for me guys are easier to shop for than than women
0: but it's like your most typical guy gift that you buy alcohol
2: <laughs> <laughs> like what guy does not like to have a good bottle of something
0: nice you see you know, like this costco gift pack or whatever like yeah you know sometimes
2: i have like the shaker with the bottle of something and the glasses i'll, I'll put that <laughs> love it love it oh but- let me throw in one more
1: tip really quick um target if you're listening i mean we don't mind if you'd like to sponsor us in the future but target red cards for everyone that doesn't know about the red card you save five percent extra on your shopping, and then um, you do get access to their Black Friday deals like a week ahead of time before anyone else. Oh, so yeah. So I mean, you go online and everything's there. I mean, it tends to go out of stock as soon as Black Friday hits, but you get in there ahead of time.
0: Oh, I have a credit card. I didn't even know that. Thanks yeah. for the tip, Liz. What? No problem.
2: Nice. Jeez, my goodness. Mm-hmm. But like Liz, yeah, everything online. Yeah, online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I don't like the thought of looking for parking and then during the holidays to shop in a store is complete chaos. Everything's just so unorganized. So <laughs> online, at home, comfortably.
0: All right. For me, I have a long list as well. And so I keep a list on Google Drive and I just save over the list every year. <laughs> and it has the the uh, list of all the people in our family we need to buy for. And what's our budget for, you know, spending on them. And then um, I do a lot of Amazon. But it's really funny because I'm so busy that I don't know if I'd even make it to Black Friday stuff. Like usually Black Friday, I'm like shopping for myself. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, what do I like for myself? And the gift stuff I buy on Amazon. And it's really funny because I'll buy it all at once. And so
2: I'll just. Oh, my goodness
0: create this huge shopping cart of like 30 things and it's hilarious but then i'm like wow i just got done half my shopping in one shopping cart so so then (laughs) sometimes so yeah so then um and then that week i'll get like you know 20 boxes on my doorstep But that's like my holiday. Um, Not all of it, but I mean, like the easier things to buy on Amazon and stuff. And thankfully, a lot of our family has Amazon wish lists. And I know that really takes the thought out of it. But, yo, I'm busy. Just tell me what you want and I'll buy it. So, like, (laughs) that's like how my family works. And my mom's always like, update your list, update your list. (laughs) So we're big on the whole, you know, cut to the chase. Just tell me what you want thing. And it really works. But also because I'm a photographer, I love giving photo gifts. And so I always make it a point to make sure to use our like, because we do Christmas shoots every year for our family and we do them in the summer, like late summer. And then I use those images and I'll print them and I'll frame them or do albums for like the the
2: grandmothers
0: and the moms and stuff. So that's how I roll. But yeah. <laughs> Love Amazon for sure and all online. And yeah, Target, let me know if you want to do a deal. We'll be um your affiliates and and keep marketing. So hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So thank you for sharing your holiday shopping tips with me, ladies. Um we're gonna move on Dun-da-da-da, to our interview with Liz. Yay, I am. I'm so excited and I i was right to say most intriguing interview because I read Liz's one sheet and like you know on the one sheet she puts everything that she wants to talk about or her story you know on the podcast and stuff and I'm just like really Nuh-uh. oh my gosh and I, I love it because you know you think you know someone and I've known Liz for like you know 14 years or I, I don't know a long time right. But like half the stuff I'm like, what? I didn't I didn't know. So I'm excited to dive into this because Liz has got a really great background. So, Liz, as Benson, our vice president of Drifting Pretty, proclaimed in episode one, I am a social activist and I'd argue, so are you. So can you tell me what brings this out in you? And, you know, what are you passionate about and what has been your involvement um, in other organizations besides Drifting Pretty? Yeah.
1: So um, as far back as I can remember from probably since I was like younger, a kid, I just love to help out, I guess, like in church, to be honest, like little activities or like um, helping set up maybe like a fundraiser or Helping with organizing like a wedding, or just just helping out, you know, um, and volunteering and stuff. I just like to do that. I didn't really think much of it. Um, that's just what I did. And then when I got older, like in my twenties, I think, uh, like early to mid twenties, I was out for a walk uh, with my dog in my neighborhood, and I passed by this collective. It, it looked like an art studio or something in my neighborhood, and I just. I, I'm, I'm a very curious person and I poked my head in and I, I asked the person who was there, like, what is this? Um, and it turns out um, it was a collective. It was the name of it was Corazon del Pueblo. It's a volunteer run nonprofit collective and community cultural center. Um, and they gave classes to um, my neighborhood the, the when I lived in and grew up in Isboa Heights. So it's like a working class Hispanic community. And they give free classes. Um language classes, art classes, things like that, that I had uh, gallery shows and poetry readings and things like that for the neighborhood to come and experience. And I liked that. And I started volunteering and helping out and things like that. And that was fun. Later on in that same, um, in those same circles, uh, I met another group, the Ovarian Psychos. It's (laughs) almost the same thing, but it's an all-female bicycle collective whose mission was connecting agencies and spaces in our local communities. So it was more of the same thing. The only thing is that they were really into bike riding. And so what they would do is host monthly bike rides, all-female, and then visit different organizations and learn about things that were going on. Um, Like if it was Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month, we would go to a clinic or something like that, or and someone would talk to us about what to look for and things like this and give us packets and, you know, kind of just educate the women who are there. You know, it's one of the things that drew me in. The whole female thing uh, kind of drew me into Drifting Pretty. That was something that I liked about it. Uh, it wasn't as it made it a little less what, intimidating, I guess. Yeah. So that that's how it all started.
0: It's amazing. So. Is that like three different organizations you just like peeked your head in? You're like, what's yeah, all this, what's all yeah, this? Yeah, it's
1: super interesting. And that for whatever reason, that those kind of things just kind of call to me.
0: Yeah. And, and it's like hard for me because, you know, when I walk by and I see those same places, I just go, oh, that's cool. But I don't think to like stop, I, I think a lot of us are like this where we just we walk in and you walk out, and like you don't really take the time. To talk to somebody and pledge, you know, your time with them just off the street. So that's that's huge of you. And you're I right. Think, yeah, you yeah. have a big heart. Because I don't do that. And now I feel really bad. <laughs> Jeez. OK, Liz, got to put this on my uh, goal list to be <laughs> like Liz. I love it. That's and so awesome. like you join Drifting Pretty. Um, And I feel like you've changed a lot. Like, I feel like all the girls have changed a lot, but you've really blossomed. And um, when you joined Drifting Pretty, you were like really shy and super quiet girl. And like now I feel like you're just so much more confident and outspoken. And, um, you know, I feel like you're more driven than you ever were before. And so, I mean, walk me through your time. Like, did he, your involvement in all these organizations drive change in your life? Like, who are you? Where'd you come from? How did this all happen?
1: Whoa, that got deep very quickly. Who am I? <laughs> Who's this Medina? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know what? You guys mentioned that a lot that I've changed so much in the last almost 15 years. Um, and I agree. I feel like I've grown so much. I know that I was super shy before, but I mean, I guess involving myself in all these organizations um, really helped me meet new people, experience things that I've never experienced before. So I think change happened gradually and it was putting myself or forcing myself to um, be in these new experiences, talking to new people, going up to people. Um... Just, I feel like if, if you don't put yourself out there, how are you supposed to grow? How are you supposed to change? Um, since joining Drifting Pretty, um, what I like to credit Drifting Pretty is, I mean, that's kind of what started it. That was like the first organization that I was a part of. And now I definitely have way more confidence. I feel like now when other girls, come to our meetings, would come to our events, like I see myself in them and how shy I was, how, you know, this might be intimidating. I don't know these people. I don't know what's going on here. I can see them kind of being quiet. And I'm because I feel like I can like empathize with that. I feel I, I try to be one of the first ones to go up to them and just, you know, ask them little questions just kind of to loosen them up you know, oh, where do you live? Or where'd you drive from? Oh, how long did it take you to get here? You know, uh, whatever it is, little things like that to kind of break down that like that wall or whatever. It's yeah, it's tough being vulnerable.
2: Do you feel like Drifting Pretty has helped you uh, the foundation of your confidence to say? Uh, Yeah, for sure. That's one of the big
1: things. Like, I'm so glad that I didn't just show up one time i think like the first meeting i had was with at nadine's old house and i'm so glad i i was probably feeling really uh weird (laughs) i don't know anybody i just showed up to somebody's house (laughs) i don't know i think we did breaks
2: right breaks i have pictures of us at nadine's it's me you and nadine and we're doing breaks
1: maybe i i don't even remember i think the first time i had showed up was to a potluck i remember there was somebody had an rv for some reason (laughs) and we were hanging outside and this was at uh, irwindale speedway um that was the first one i went to and um i think one of the next following ones was at nadine's house but i I just remember being so glad that i like went back again um and didn't just be like "Mm, that was weird or "Mm, i don't want to go yeah you
0: know That's awesome. This kind of sounds like when you're peeking your head in the collective, right? Like, you go in and be like, what's all this about? Like, because you're like, I did Drifting Pretty meetings. (laughs) You know what? Yeah, that's a great point. I think
1: poking my head into other places like that, I don't think I would have done that before. I felt like more common to be like, hey, what's this? Uh, Can someone explain to me? Hello? Can I get some help over here? (laughs) You know?
0: Oh, my gosh. And then now you're a little different I would say like very very different and so I mean I feel like you've conquered being a racer girl and you know in episode zero we kind of touched on your moment where you beat me at karting and I'm just like dang (laughs) it Liz is good now you know like because before autocross autocross lady
1: oh is it autocross yeah
0: karting too you you did really good at karting and autocross but like I feel like these are defining moments where, y- you know, you reach this, this milestone mm-hmm. and, and I've seen you reach it and then you're like, yo, what's next? And then all of a sudden you're like pursuing becoming a jujitsu fighter and like not just kind of dabbling it, in it for fun every week or whatever, but like you're in it and you're a champion now. So like what drove you to become a jujitsu fighter like, where did that come from? Why
2: are you yeah. doing this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? You sound like, like my mom. Good, Why are you a, doing this? No, but I mean, in a good way.
1: <laughs> I love doing no, yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so um, my boyfriend, Carlos, um, he's the one that invited me to it. He had been doing martial arts since he's, he was a teenager. This is like the love of his life, you know, aside from me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but he loves you more. Yep. For sure, <laughs> um, yeah. So he had been doing it for like a couple years, and he had invited me to just just go try it out. And I think it's very important um, to get to know, obviously, what the passions are of your significant other. You know, even if it's not your thing, at least just just uh, go see what it is. Go just involve yourself like that. You know, That's and love. Um, yeah. That's love. And so I went the first day that I tried it. I, oh, my God, I almost died. I, oh, I, Jesus. I know the feeling. <laughs> wearing the, the uniform or the gi, you know, that you wear and then just and working out for 45 minutes in that as a warm up before the class even starts, like, I thought I was going to have a heart attack and pass out.
0: Yeah. Um, it's like wearing
1: like a wet blanket and like exercising in that. But I went once and it was fine. Uh, I survived, that's what I mean by it was fine. <laughs> I survived. <laughs> and so I went again and then I went another time. And then I thought, well, this is kind of cool. And I kept going and I never stopped. And um, the first time I competed was like eight weeks. I had been training for like eight
0: weeks. Why did you compete only with eight weeks of training? Is that you normal? Know, no, um,
1: is that normal? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, feel like not. In, <laughs> I feel like in our school, not all schools compete. But this school does, and they really push their um, students to compete. And there were the girls in my class. I think there were at the time consistently about five or six of them going, which is a lot. And it's shocking to me because I thought that was a very low number. Like there are like 30 men in that same class and like five girls. And when they told me, if you go to other schools, there's like two or three girls.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Liz, did they like pair you with another girl like on your first day?
1: Yeah, the gir- in, in this school, the girls roll with the girls and the guys with the guys. But the women always have option of rolling with the men, too, if they want to. But that's usually how I said that. That's how I don't roll with men. Just a personal thing.
2: But um, yeah. Were you feeling like intimidated? Um, Even though you were amongst other women, like being your first day and, you know, those girls are probably there a lot longer.
1: Yeah, those girls had probably been training there for like six months to a year or something. Oh, wow. Um, I t- Was it intimidated? I mean, maybe I was, but I don't remember feeling too much. No, I mean, eh, so-so, I guess. I guess I felt a little comfortable because they are girls
2: for some reason.
0: Nothing Um, phases
2: you, Liz. she's got that gene huh let me stick my head in here
0: i'm not even i'm not even scared
2: (laughs) i would totally be intimidated okay yeah yeah
1: so then the girls those girls were used to competing and they had asked there was a competition coming a really really tiny competition too and they said how are you (laughs) they asked if i if you if i was signing up or if i was gonna compete and i said "Mm, okay (laughs) uh i guess (laughs) like why not that easy huh?" That easy. <laughs> um, you are and then thick I, ass. And then I just never stopped after that. Like, um, I, I, after that, I probably competed either monthly or every other month.
2: I so, think you just probably have that gene, where you're like, I'm just gonna do this. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, that's totally how
0: I am. Yeah. So like, I've watched you. I went to one of your competitions, and uh, my mind was blown because I'm. You're like, oh, you want to come? And I'm just like, oh, okay. I wonder if she's good, you know? And then, (laughs) (laughs) no, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. It's not like I'm like, she probably sucks. It was just like, I wonder how she's going to do, right? And then we go and, you know, I'm taking photos of you and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I watched Liz and like, she's just got her like game face on and like, you don't even recognize Liz because she's fighter Liz. And she's like walking around and I'm just like, oh, this is not the Liz I know. Like, <laughs> she's, you know, the Liz I know wears red lipstick and, you know, dresses all, like in these cute like Marilyn Monroe clothes. And like she likes cute things like Hello Kitty. And then you're just <laughs> like walking around in your gi and like you got your hair like tied up like a fighter. And it's just like I was like really intimidated and like scared for you. And then you go fight. And then I'm just like, who is this girl? <laughs> wow! And Carlos, your boyfriend, is shouting at you the whole time. And that blew my mind, too, because I'm just like, what is he saying? And like looking at you and he's making these like hand gestures and you are watching Carlos while you're fighting this girl. You're like, you know, on the floor with her, like, like, walk me through. How is it competing? And, and what role does Carlos, your boyfriend, play? Because he's involved in the fight as well from the sideline.
1: Competing is really fun. It's just different to me. It's it's like um, I'm a nerd and I like school. I was really good at school. I was like, you know, a straight A student almost. Like I love the challenge of learning as much as possible and then going to take the test and seeing how good I did. (laughs) And it was the same thing with competition. Like I would train really hard and you got to train really hard. There's no other way around it. And you just have to believe in your game and then go out there and do it. And um, I would be get really excited, like, "Ooh, I can't wait to try this stuff and beat somebody up with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what's Carlos Carlos doing on the side? Yeah.
1: So Carlos, um, he's like my other coach. Then he turns into like Coach Carlos. <laughs> Carlos is just amazing in his own right. Like he's so good. He's absolutely the best. And I, I appreciate his help all the time. Like, so when we go to competitions, if he can, I mean, there's sometimes where he can't be there on the sidelines because he has a fight, too. And he might be in the bullpen waiting for his and getting ready, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, he's he's always there. If he can be there, he will be there on the sidelines coaching me, telling me what to do. You know, maybe telling me uh, how much time I have left or, you know, things like that, things that I can't really pay attention to, you know, cheering me on and just he has my back. Yeah. But he's
0: like, is he coaching you on moves while you're fighting? Yeah, he will. He will coach
1: me on moves. Sometimes we have like, I don't know how everyone does it, but at our school we have like codes. Um, so you can't say you're going for a triangle or something or a lock or something like that because then the uh, the, the your opponent obviously knows what you're doing. So we have codes for stuff like one, two, three, four, five, six stuff like that. Open guard one, open guard two, close guard this or whatever. Oh, yeah. He's out there reminding me what I can do if I can't see something like maybe I'm in a position where someone has me or I have someone I can't see on the other side of the person. So they'll tell me what's going on. Uh, they'll be my blind spot.
2: That is a total superpower. I can't imagine like I know. I'm trying to. Keep my ass from getting handed to me and someone's yelling me, <laughs> telling me what to do and still oh. being able to process.
0: Yeah, I would, I would just be for raging. Sure. I, would be, I would just be raging and doing whatever I can like can hot you hot imagine all over. that all yelling at Nadine. <laughs> Heck like no. I'd probably be
2: like, quiet. I'm trying to think.
1: <laughs> it was hard at the beginning for sure. Like the first couple of times I competed, I couldn't hear I, my coach and Carlos. They were on the sidelines. And um, my coach, Michael Lansing, or where I, I train at Lansing Jiu-Jitsu, I couldn't hear them. There were, you have people shouting. There are other matches going on. There are other coaches yelling to other people. I'm over here trying to focus, and it, it was a little messy, like the first couple times. But then after you it's like you just zone everybody out, and it's just you and what you're doing and the person that you're paying attention to. That's the only
0: voice that comes through. So these, these girls that you fight, like, are you playing mind games like like the boxers do? Like, you walk in like, what's up, girl? Beat you. <laughs> the stare or, down? Yeah. Like, are you, are you playing any mind games on these people? Or is it just like, hey, girl? And then, Fight. Um, Or <laughs> Everybody's different. There are some girls who, like, they're friends with
1: everybody. They know all the other, you know, people. And they talk to everyone. And everybody knows each other. Because a lot of times, it is the same people. A lot of the same people who compete. Mm. But then there are some like me who, I, I can't talk. just I need to just not talk, <laughs> and I'll see you when we get to the mat. I'll shake your hand when they, before the ref says start. yeah, wow. like that.
0: That, That's just how I, I concentrate and focus. You know I'm intimidated, because <laughs> silence, you know, leads that person to. Fill in the blank like okay she's being quiet she's she hates me or like she's gonna beat me beat me hard i definitely
1: don't don't hate anyway it's nothing personal it doesn't matter who you are like you're gonna lose
2: that's a good game plan because i'd feel really bad getting close to someone and then
0: (laughs) hey girl yeah no i would like that i would love to just be their friend be like hey girl oh you're your key is so cute and then just beat her down
2: <laughs> i don't know you're I, a beast I, nadine
0: i know Liz. <laughs> no dude you gotta twist it liz is the beast i'm not the one. Oh, i totally her. believe
2: it she's Gosh. not me
0: <laughs> i know i tell you you guys gotta like check out a jujitsu competition or we did um actually our sound engineer mark did a video on liz one time at her competition. So we're going to post that on our Instagram and we'll post a link um, and you guys can see her <laughs> what an animal she is. And like, it doesn't look like Liz. Like she's just in fighter mode. Like you guys have got to see it. So how far do you want to take that
2: Liz? Like what's your, what's your goal?
1: Yeah. Um. So I feel like when I pick something to do, like I can't half ass things and like, I feel like. Well, I've already gone this far. It's already been three years. Like, why would I just stop now if I don't have to? Um, So I'd like to eventually in the future just continue on. and I mean, if I keep doing it, eventually I'll get to my black belt.
2: Um, Wow. What's the order? Do You, like, want to fight, like, Chris Cyborg or something crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Who is that? I don't even know what you're talking about. Really? You haven't seen her? No. Just Google. She's, like... My gosh, a beast! Yeah, she a,
0: is she a black belt, like the one to beat?
2: Oh, she's up there. Okay. She's like, she looks like she was created in a lab or something. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, <laughs>
0: okay, Liz, go get her, go get her, Liz. <laughs> we'll do. Um. So, okay, so you're a blue belt right yeah. now? Yeah. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Tell me the what are the the levels like? What do you need to do to progress in the belts?
1: Okay, so it starts, everyone starts off as a white belt, um, and then you earn your stripes, and as you go, like literal stripes on your belt, and then as you go, the next level is blue belt, um, purple, brown, and black, and then even black belts, like, they still, there's like, there's still levels for that, but yeah, yeah. What is Carlos? Carlos just got his purple belt a few weeks ago. Um, so proud of him. Like, I'm mm. like, oh I'm saying, he's so good. He's just, I'm so lucky to have. He's a great partner and he's a great jujitsu fighter. And I, I should take advantage of that more. Sometimes we get, a, I mean, the way couples go is sometimes it's hard <laughs> to train together. We get into like little arguments yes. or little. I mean, it's. So I try to calm myself down. <laughs> Um, because I should be taking advantage. He's so good at what he does, and to yeah. have him around. Yeah, I'm very lucky.
2: So how do you progress? Like, how do you go from one belt um, to another? So
1: every all schools are different. Um, I It should be a minimum of two years to get to the next level, to the next belt. Some schools, like, you have to take a test, or, or some schools you pay, and they'll give you a belt. Like, that's, I mean uncool but um at our school for sure you have to work for it like uh the coach has to see you there all the time and watch your progress and and compete like i said this school is really um pro competition so the more fights and the more medals you win obviously proves how good you've been training and how well you're doing also the bigger competitions mean a lot a lot more
2: so does the color of the belt like indicate a certain level of skill? Like you can oh, yeah. expect something oh, yeah. from yeah, them and you know sure. they're not going to do something crazier because they're not there? Yet. Yeah, for case, sure. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Now that I've had a little more experience, for the most part, I've noticed um, the higher belts are more technical and more um, they, they think about things more. When they're in position, and like the newer people or the white belts and stuff like that are just like wild, like they're just all over the place. Illegal um, wild? No, no, like, no. But just you more like do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not well. Maybe they don't know, but um, but they're just more um, I don't know how to explain it. Just spazzy and more like yeah. you know, Hectic. yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah and that, so, would be like, me. that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, the higher belts are more
0: calculated, I guess. Okay, so then. You're, you're a champion. <laughs> how do you feel? Like, Walk me through. Like, how did you become a champion? And what does that mean to you? And like, what's up?
1: Well, I've, I've done as well as I have because I trained really hard to earn those medals. And yeah, there's no replacement for training. You have to train. To be honest, I think at the beginning when I first started, I realized that I had kind of a, like a knack for it like a little bit of talent for it i felt like just because stuff was it just came a little bit easier for me but honestly like talent and all that stuff can only take you so far Mm -hmm. like if somebody else trains just as hard and goes and does something every single day like they're gonna catch up to you and you know there's like i said there's no replacement for training um how
0: often are you training
1: at the peak i think i was training um about four or five times a week and each class was like two to three hours or four hours sometimes. But I'm super proud of all the stuff I've accomplished. I, I didn't really think about it for the longest time. I, I only realize it when someone else says something. Like when, it, when you mention it, it becomes more real. Like to me, it was just, oh, I'm just gonna go and then I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna go home and get something to eat. Like I didn't <coughs> even think about it. It's just something that I was just doing. But when I think about it, like, um, Yeah, I just, I I feel like you should be proud of the things you accomplish.
2: Um, You totally should be. That's a lot of dedication.
1: Yeah, for sure. I've been undefeated for over two years. I haven't lost a match. Just recently, only recently, like one of the last ones I did was a girl even able to score points on me. I'm a two-time Jiu-Jitsu World League season champ and an NABJF world champ. Yeah, so I'm going to dream bigger and continue.
2: Are you interested in any other um uh, mixed martial arts?
1: You know what? I I don't I don't know. I'm not a big judo person. I don't like stuff like that like Muay Thai and stuff. Eh, not really. Like this is a lot of this is a lot of fun. I think I'll stick to jiu-jitsu. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned you want to open your own jiu-jitsu so, dojo. So
1: that's Carlos's that's what he's been wanting to do since he was younger is open up a school and obviously yeah I'm super down you know he's always loved to teach Um, teaching is this thing and yeah he'd love to have a school with students and I'm right there with him to help run it and open it and help him teach classes and you know that's one of the reasons why I kind of want to get my black belt that's one of the reasons why like I also it drives me to compete too is to like help with that, help with the school, show that, yeah, we know what we're doing and we're really good.
2: I think it's beautiful. it's beautiful. You're totally made for that. The attitude and personality you have, you'd be great at teaching.
0: I think it's beautiful too because you're in love and you support Carlos and his passions as he supports you and yours. And um, and I think that's like what love is, right? You respect their passions and. You give it a chance, like, you know, like what you did with your first jujitsu class. Like, you're like, oh, I'll, ch- I'll go check it out. Like, you're open and you're so supportive of him and like his goals become part of your goals. And you're not losing who you are. It's just you're finding passions together and pursuing them together. And I think that's beautiful. Like, that's I think, like, what a strong relationship is all about. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, you guys are like, Cute. oh, so oh, cute I but know. wait a minute well wait a minute carlos has not given you a ring so so let's walk through this liz because is that is like marriage in the cards for you guys or like are you not the marrying type or is he like late to the game or like what's up hmm so um
1: i guess we i've never been someone that wanted to get married like, I just I didn't really understand the need to sign a piece of paper. And that's everyone's prerogative, you know, whatever. And then last year we moved in together, which was very exciting. Um, and we kind of had a, like a hard season. But, you know, there's a lot to it when you move in with someone and you're navigating things and, you know, who's doing what and seeing each other every day and you know, I mean, it's two personalities coming together and being with each other almost 24-7. Like, you know, like there's no hiding who you are anymore if you were. Um, <laughs> I'm just no. saying, you know, like uh, and it was it was a difficult season for us. Aside from that, I also had a friend who um, was going through some like health issues. I think she she had a uh, cancer and she had to have a hysterectomy. And this is someone who wanted to have kids and things like that. And it, all that stuff going on, um, like, really put things into perspective for me. And so all of a sudden, like, one day I just realized I did a 180 and, like, what I want from life and stuff like that. So, like, I really want to marry Carlos, and we've been talking about it. And, like, now I, I would like to have kids. Shocker.
0: <laughs> yes this has been an ongoing question I
1: know yeah and so um, I know that uh, I remember Kathy a long time kind of being like on the same boat like I already have nieces and nephews you know oh yeah uh, yeah. so yeah I don't know what kind of thoughts you had or what happened when you kind of like changed your mind or things turned around or, or I don't know you know
2: Um, I think it's meeting somebody you feel like you want it with not Convince yourself of some idea that you're going to try to make somebody stick to. Hmm. And if you and him have that chemistry and everything's good, you're going to probably want it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I see what you and Carlos have. And it's, it's definitely real. And like I see how much he loves you. And, and I see how much you love him. And like how, you know, just like I said about, you know, pursuing the passions and respecting that. Like, I feel like that's such a cornerstone in a serious relationship. And if you can get through that, I think that's a good tell that you guys are in it for the long haul. You know, there's there's just so many girls that have joined Drifting Pretty and their significant others don't support their uh, wants to go drifting, you know? And I've seen that and I go, they're not going to last because that dude does not support her. So for you to be like, I support you and I'm not going to go just watch. I'm going to go train with you like that says a lot because I've seen so many girls come in and out of Drifting Pretty and their man is like, they're doing it and he's not proud of them or he's not, you know, going to support them or, you know, like that's just a, a weakness, a tell for me. And if you don't have that, then that relationship won't last. That is a total tell. for yeah. sure. Like Kathy and Jesse, you know he's into motorsports. She's into motorsports. He, they have his bike and they have her drift car. Like, and that's there to stay, and that's how it'll always be. And they respect that. So, it's, I think it's just such a good cornerstone to have. And you got it, girl. Oh yeah, you for sure. It. Yeah. Like what's yeah. The, like what's up? So when are you getting married? So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I mean, no, you're completely right about that stuff. We're like best friends and everything. We. Not only we do, do we do jujitsu together, but we keep looking for other things that we love to do together and do that stuff. And yeah, we're very supportive of each other. And it's just, yeah, even little things, like if I have to maybe do something, like sacrifice something so he can go find growth, then I will do that and vice versa. I mean, yeah, I think we have a great foundation and we're just growing more and more. And this year has been like really great. We like got over that little bump and I'm super excited. Like I, I trip out on how much I'm growing and learning and just like super excited to do more of that. I mean,
0: yeah. So Carlos, where's the ring, dude? <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> like, it sounds like you're pretty poised and ready to do this, right? Uh, I don't know. Carlos, hello? <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Got it. All right. That's where I no, no. That's all I but, uh, needed to know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, we'll I would see. like to. I would mm-hmm. like to. Like I said, I think before I wasn't that kind of person. I just, it didn't make any sense to me personally, like mm-hmm. marriage and the piece of paper and all of that. But now I'm kind of like, not just a friend, you know, I'm your girlfriend, but I'm not just your girlfriend anymore. Like, there's what's the next? I don't want to, I, I don't know, sound like, I don't know. Don't get in your own way, though.
0: Liz. Mm-hmm. You go, you've, you've got to say, like, yo, I've got to I need your commitment for the rest of my life. Like, no one's going to judge you and say, like, oh, you sound so corny. Like, <laughs> no, like, but that's yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Not for sure. Like yeah. what separates me
1: from like uh, the other girlfriends or whatever, like at this point.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. well, Aww. Yeah. Christmas is coming. And, you know, Black Friday, maybe there'll be jewelry sales. And, you know, this is great. It's okay. No worries. I
1: already sent him uh, what I wanted. All
0: right, cool. So, like, this is great. So, and just a reminder, Carlos, like, just make sure to play this episode back and your girl loves you. (laughs) All right. Well, Kathy, I want to talk to Liz about her future. And so, like, we're going to ask future questions. Like, we're on the subject of future. And you purchased a, what is this, two-acre ranch? <laughs> <laughs> Things that, like, I don't know. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, talk us through this purchase and, and like, what's on the horizon, or, you know, t- you talk about retirement with this ranch. Yeah. Like, man, you're really planning ahead. So, so tell me, wh- where is this ranch? <laughs> what is this?
1: So, this purchase wasn't really planned for, for a long time, but we decided to, like, last year, or I think, what was it 20, 2017, 2018, my parents needed a place to stay. So we decided, well, we should just buy a house then. Wow. And then, I mean, silver lining, it's an investment, of course. And yeah, down the line, like we could use it. I would love to use it for like a variety of things. It's in a great location that I love. It's a little mini ranch, a little two acre ranch. Um, I think the owners before had like, it, there's a horse stable. Like they had animals like chicken coops and like a little goat pen and stuff like that. We have our own private well. Um, <laughs> there's, like, this beautiful backdrop of the mountains. Uh, we're, like, right down the street from the Apple Valley Speedway, FYI.
0: Oh, um, wait. So are you and Carlos going to get married, like, on the ranch? <laughs> I <laughs> would love that. It's so beautiful. Oh, jeez. We just planned your engagement and <laughs> your wedding. Oh. Wow, what a cool location.
1: Yeah, and I would just, uh, thinking long term, there's just so much stuff. That I would love to do with it. Um, I've always been a big animal lover, and for whatever reason, like I've always wanted to, like open up a sanctuary or do something like it. And this now with like this land and um, like I could totally do something like that.
2: You're totally gonna do it. You <laughs> thought it. It's
0: gonna you know. happen. And she's gonna do it like big. Yeah. And then she's gonna still be doing jujitsu fighting. Well, yeah. <laughs> so she'll be like, I got a match. I'm training on my ranch, <laughs> and I wake up early to feed my animals first. And then I go train with my kids who are also in jujitsu because I saw at the competition there were many children. Lots of fighting. kids. Yeah, yes. we have kids for
1: sure. They're going to be fighting jujitsu. There's no two ways about that. <laughs> and you said plural kids.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, have one first. <laughs> oh, dang. Oh, that my sounds God. really, really cool. I
0: love it. All right. So Liz, thank you so much. Like, I, I feel like I want to pick your brain. You're so driven and you like really commit to things. Like, what is your tip to people out there that have struggled to find the drive to succeed like you have? What, do you, what advice would you give to them? Sure. Um, so I have two tips. So tip
1: number one is be open to new things. Uh, whether it's something you came across on your own or someone invited you, which obviously was the case for me with Jiu Jitsu. Worst case scenario is you won't like it. And then that's where it ends. But what if you do like it? You'd be missing out on something that brings you joy, even if it's for the moment or maybe for a lifetime and you could have missed out on the experience. And then you say, but what if I fail? But what if you thrive? So tip number two is, but did you die? <laughs> Seriously, though, <laughs> like, I love that one. <laughs> seriously, chances are you're probably not gonna die and the world isn't gonna end. So don't be afraid to make mistakes because I've learned more from the times that I've made mistakes in jujitsu and in life. Competing never really made me nervous. I was never nervous about failing or losing a match because, as funny as this sounds, I remember thinking, well, I'm not gonna die, so who cares? And it's sort of let me live in the moment and not make losing such a worry or leaving me like or, or leave me fixated on it. So, I mean, definitely prepare yourself and do your best. But if you make a mistake, fix it and show up again tomorrow.
0: I love it. Wow, Liz. Like, these are amazing. I have to play this back like over and over again and like give myself a pep talk with this. Like, it's a really great advice. Kathy, what do you, what do you have to add to? I mean, we can't even add to what Liz says because I it's really just so can't badass
2: i can't she's she is badass i feel like i met liz a long time ago and i do remember her being quiet and not very talkative and and now it's like liz 2.0 like (laughs) totally (laughs) totally different liz
0: yeah well, I have one. I have one more tip to add to Liz's. Um, I am not. It's not going to be as good as hers for sure. But I was. <laughs> I was thinking about this, and this also came up in the episode where we interviewed Sarah Bantai. and um, it's to start before you're ready. And and I think that's like the biggest thing for me. You know, I'm not a jujitsu fighter, but I am an entrepreneur, and um, I've found great success in being an entrepreneur and you know being your own boss and making money and you know pursuing your passion and i know that i wouldn't be where i am today unless i started before i was ready like what what that means is just don't get in your own way of pursuing something so i love what liz says like did you die you know like <laughs> like it's not that it's just simple like give it a try but for me like for entrepreneurship like take a leap. Even if you feel like you're not even ready, like you don't need to be ready, ready. You got to go for it because most of the time success isn't calculated. It's like it happens and you push yourself out of your comfort zone. And that's where you find the successes in life. And I feel like that's why Liz is so strong and successful in life is because I think she was starting before she was ready and she was just kind of like pushing herself a little more and a little more and a little more. And as she progressed, the achievements became bigger and bigger. And I feel like that's just that's the vibe this season with everybody. So
2: not being afraid to fail.
0: Yeah, that's right. Fearless Liz.
2: Oh, Oh my gosh.
0: You're an inspiration, Liz. Thank you so much for being on the show and letting us pick your mind. Thank you, Liz. Thank you for having me, guys. Oh, we're so happy to have you. And thank you for being our final guest this season. So, we saved... Well, I won't say best for last, because everyone will feel really guilty, but I think your story is just so intriguing. Yeah. Well, let
2: them fight her for it. Oh. <laughs> she laughs very easily.
0: Okay. We already fought Liz. Remember this, right? Like, I went to the gym, and I tried to fight Liz, and she, she shut me down. And- well, Kathy didn't, so... I guess you're next, Kathy.
2: Hey, I'm more like sumo status.
0: (laughs) (laughs) True, true. This doesn't have the heart to hit a pregnant woman. Hey, you don't know that. All right, girls. Thank you so much for being on this final normal episode of the season. The finale is coming up. And I'm going to close this episode out with another request, guys. Every episode I ask you to do this, this is no different please leave us a voicemail and ask a general question or direct it to a certain member like, Yo Liz, how do I get started in jiu-jitsu? Leave a voicemail and we may feature it and answer it on air in our finale. Drop us a line at 626-657-6608. 626-657-6608. And on the next episode of the Drifting Pretty Podcast, Join us for our all-hands-on-deck season finale. Yes, every member returns as we celebrate and close out our 17th year in operation and we look back on the season and reflect on the changes this podcast and Drifting Pretty the organization has made in our lives. You won't want to miss it. In the meantime, you can find Liz training at the Lansing Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Norwalk and likely at a jiu-jitsu competition near you. And please follow us on Instagram at DriftingPretty and visit our website at DriftingPretty.com. And doll, we'll see you in the next one.